is your host, Vernon Terrell, with Grace Ministries International, and it's time for Walking Free. And welcome back. Today I thought I'd continue with this uh, idea of, uh, not really the idea, but the scripture that I've been going through on 1 Corinthians 3 and continue uh, the ideas that Paul has been describing and encouraging this group in Corinth. And in chapter 3, verse 1, Paul continues and says, And I, brethren, could not speak to you as to spiritual men, but as to men of flesh, as to infants in Christ. Wow. Ouch. That hurts just a little bit, doesn't it? He says, basically, you're not, you're not very spiritual. And that idea is, uh, he says, I'm speaking to you as to men of flesh. That word flesh has got that same idea of flesh as sarks, but it's the uh, sarkinos, and that uh, little suffix, uh, enos, as spirosodiates would tell us, is uh, refers to being made of flesh or fleshly matter. It's not the ethical meaning or the propensity of the flesh to sin, but it's just their makeup as to men of flesh. Basically, they're operating just in the humanness, not in the spiritual. And as such, Paul is describing them as infants in Christ. They're not growing up. And he continues and he says, look, I gave you milk to drink, not solid food. Why? Because you weren't able yet to receive it. And have you ever thought about, we don't give steak to babies, right? They're going to choke. Not good. We give them baby food. That's where they are. It's not a bad thing. It's just where they are. And I think that's the same idea for believers. It's in Paul saying, look, you weren't ready to receive some of these uh, other ideas. Why? Well, you weren't grown up yet. You're only able to handle the milk and not the solid food. And he says, look, indeed, even now, you are not yet able. I think he was really referring. He says, look, you should be growing in this pattern. You shouldn't be stalling out. But right now, this is where you are. You're not able to receive it. For you're still, in verse 3, fleshly. And this idea, again, of fleshly. And being and operating out of this humanness and not out of the supernatural, the spiritual. And he describes that. So what does he mean? What is he talking about here? Fleshy and fleshly, men of flesh, women of flesh. And he describes it, at least for their specific, unique circumstance that he's addressing. I don't think this is the all-encompassing, but he says, look, for since there is jealousy 
and strife among you. There is jealousy and strife among you. Are you not fleshly? Are you not walking like mere men? It's like, well, we are men. He goes, oh, you're so much more. You are so much more. Why? Because, well, Jesus is in you. The Holy Spirit is in you. You have so much more, but you're operating just out of this humanness and on the surface level. There's so much more. And an evidence for them for operating out of that humanness is, well, there's just so much jealousy and strife among you. And when there's jealousy and strife, what's behind that? There's something behind that. When there's arguments and strife, there's an underlying issue. When there's jealousy, jealousy manifests in strife, and jealousy has these underlying issues that we need to deal with. And so when we see these issues, well, that tells us how we're operating, but it really isn't uh, a condemnation as such. It's more of a diagnosis that says, hey, don't just go get some cough syrup and stop coughing and think you have you have cured your illness, if you will, to use a very poor analogy. But he says, let's dig down into the root cause. Let's dig deeper. Yeah, it's good to see the presenting issue here. There's jealousy and strife. And he goes on and says, look, if you want a little bit more, he goes, what I'm saying is in verse 4, when one of you is saying, hey, I'm a Paul, another one says, I'm of Apollos, are you not mere men? I mean, come on, guys. Verse 5, what then is Apollos? And what is Paul? Servants through whom you believed, even as the Lord gave opportunity to each one. You see, you're saying, I'm a Paul guy. I'm an Apollos guy. I'm this church person. I'm that church leader. Because we're just servants through whom you believed even as the Lord gave opportunity to each one. You know, there's some ways that some communicators uh, teach that really just trips your trigger. It, It really speaks to you. But that person may not reach somebody else, and another communicator says something a certain way, and it really resonates. And, man, that person, and that's okay. That's how the body operates. But we don't want to just say that's the right way. This person is, man, they're the one. That's the one we all need to look to. They're just servants through whom you and I believed as the Lord gave opportunity to each one. Let's not idolize and have jealousy and strife about that. That just shows we're operating as fleshy, not in the spirit. 
In verse 6, Paul says, I planted. Apollos watered. God is the one who's causing the growth. So then neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything but God who causes the growth. I think it's fine, you know, to celebrate the planter and celebrate the one who's watering. But remember who is causing the growth. It's God who's causing the growth. In verse 8, Paul says, Now he who plants and he who waters are one. They're one. Different times, different giftings, different angles, the same message. They're one. But each will receive his own reward according to his own labor. Now, some people think, oh, that's, you know, uh, some heavenly reward. I don't know if you have to make that leap. I think the one who plants receives a certain reward in their planting. I think one who waters receives a certain reward in their watering. Here, right now on this planet, according to their own labor. And that's normal. That's great. Verse 9, For we are God's fellow workers, and you are God's field, God's building. And Paul transitions with that, going from the field and this idea of planting and watering, and then God in his supernatural way just in working in each one of those seeds that has been planted and watered, God brings life. The, the one planting doesn't bring life. The one watering doesn't bring life, but God uses their labor to bring life. Isn't that incredible? You may be a planter. You may be one who's watering. The one who's watering doesn't despise the planter. The one who's planting doesn't despise the one who's watering. They are one in the same purpose, to be a vessel that God uses to bring life. But Paul switches a little bit and says, hey, we are we. Those planting and watering, we are God's fellow workers. And you, you're God's field. And he switches a bit. God's building. In verse 10, he says, According to the grace of God, which was given to me like a wise master builder, I laid a foundation. And another is building on it. And I think that's a bridge between there of Yes, Paul planted and Apollos watered. Paul laid the foundation. Apollos is, is watering and building on that, but he makes it even more personal. He says, but each man and each woman 
must be careful how he builds on it. Be careful how you're building on this foundation of Christ. He says in verse 11, For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid already, which is Jesus Christ. If you've received the forgiveness and life through Jesus Christ, that is the foundation. That is it right there. Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection is the foundation of our faith. You know, the Bible is not the foundation of our faith. The Bible is incredible. It's God's written word to us, preserved throughout the ages? Absolutely. But it's not the foundation. It describes the foundation. It documents the foundation. The foundation is an event that happened. It's a person, Jesus Christ, who lived. It's an event that happened. He was crucified in the most incredible event that he died and was raised back to life. It's the resurrection. It's those who saw him that spread the word of the resurrected Christ that changed the world. It's not the Bible. The foundation is Jesus Christ. Now, in verse 12, if any man builds on the foundation with gold, silver, or precious, or very expensive stones, or wood, hay, or straw, verse 13, Paul tells us that each man's work will become evident. What you build on that foundation is going to become evident. Are you building on that foundation of Jesus Christ with gold, silver, precious stones? Or are you building with wood, hay, and straw? Are you building from that fleshy stuff of wood, hay, and straw that's evidenced by jealousy and strife? among many other things? Or are you building on that foundation, the spiritual, with gold, silver, precious stones? And Paul says, each man's work is going to become evident. What you're building on the foundation, it's going gonna, it's gonna to become evident because the day will show it because it is to be revealed with fire. And the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. If any man's work which he's built on it remains, he will receive a reward. If any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss. But he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Now, 
many assume this is talking about you know the day is going to show it and the day uh, being the day of the Lord or the day of judgment it could be I think in the practical everyday life of our existence on this planet I think what we build on that foundation, uh, we're tested with fire all the time of what we build. And it's through these trials that come at us, the events that sometimes come against us. Paul had many that revealed the quality of his work the quality of the building on his foundation of Jesus Christ. And I think that is true for us. Trials are going to come. Life sometimes just hits you hard. And our foundation is Jesus Christ. What are you building? Are you building on that foundation with material that is subject, <laughs> uh, that's not up to spec, if you will? Are you building with wood, hay, and straw, or gold and silver and precious stones? Are you building with fleshy ways evidenced by jealousy and strife and so many other things? Or are you building on that foundation that Jesus taught us through the power of the Spirit in you, evidenced by the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, self-control? Is that how we're building? Are we building by faith? Trusting Christ as our very life? Or are we building based on our human understanding? This is one at least application I think we can take away from what Paul is writing. That yeah, fire is going to test the quality of each man's work. And I think the fire of the fiery trials that come against us, as Peter says. I think the fire will test your work. And you know what happens when fire hits wood, hay, and straw? It burns up. It needs to burn up. That's part of, you know, we talk about at Grace Ministries this idea of brokenness, and we. I think many understand that concept. You see, God doesn't want to break you, but he does want to break things that you and I are depending on for life. And the fire of life and the fire of trials, what we might describe as brokenness, will burn that up. Now what's left? Well, it's the foundation and anything else that wasn't combustible. And the Lord says, trust me. Trust me to be your life. Trust me 
as I rebuild those places that were burned with the spiritual foundation, the spiritual material of faith, hope, and love. This is hard. It is not easy. We want, and sometimes in our culture we think, well, God's happy with me when I'm blessed, or my blessing, whether it's financial, career, or whatever, is evidence of God's happiness with me, evidence of um, my walk. It's just not the case. You know, we can't look at our career and our checkbook and uh, our, quote, success as evidence of God's blessing. Tell that to those in third world countries who are struggling just to get a meal on the table. Tell that to those uh, Christians in the Ukraine that are going through just such hardship right now, out of their control. Is God with them? Is God for them? Yes. Is life coming at them hard? Yes. Do we judge them by the success, by their home, by their circumstances? Do we judge their blessing of God by that? No. Do you know that we're already blessed? with every spiritual blessing in Christ, Ephesians 1. We have everything we need in the person of Jesus Christ right now. Whether we're finding success in our career or searching for a job because we just lost it, God is for you, never against you. He's with you in the pain And he's with you in the joy and the celebration. He never leaves, never forsakes. But the fire does come. And the fire will come. And it will test the quality of our work. The work that we're building on this foundation. And the fact that we're building it suggests to me that it is a choice, that we make the choice on how we build on this foundation. And we can build by these combustible materials or with these combustible materials of wood, hair, straw. And it's quick, by the way. It's probably a bit quicker to build with those. And it's a little longer. takes a little bit more time maybe a little challenging uh, as we build with these gold, silver, precious stones. But the fact is we are building and we are making the choice to walk after the flesh or walk after the spirit, to trust Christ as our life, expressing his life through us or choosing to go the easy route, go the maybe the familiar route, our own way, strategies that worked in the past, 
But at the end of the day, we choose. We choose. Your building. That's why Paul says each man must be careful in verse 10. Each man must be careful how he builds on it. You and I need to be careful. And you know, when the fires come and some things burn away, it's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. God says that's not going to last. That's not going to secure you in the storm. Let's build something better. And that's what I want you to do. That's what I need to do is to be careful how we're building. Ask God to show us where we're using some inferior material and to help us do some remodeling. And God breaks that down and asks us to trust him. And the building and the gold, silver, and precious stone is built through trust and faith as we depend on him as the ultimate builder, as we depend on him to meet our needs, as we depend on him to walk this life as we walk by faith, not by sight. So I'm going to ask you to think about and to pray about what are my next steps? How can I move from this infant walk toward maturity where I can stop just taking the milk and move toward a more satisfying meal? And you might start again, wherever you are. It's not where you land, it's where you're going. Move in the direction of growth and maturity. As God reveals to you areas where there might be jealousy and strife, or any other manifestation, if you will, that's not love, that's not the fruit of the Spirit. That's just opportunities. It's not judgment. It's not condemnation. It's just opportunities for you and I to see, well, these materials that I built with aren't going to last in the storm and to ask God to do some remodeling. So I want you to pray about it and ask God, what is my next step? To not just talk about it, but perhaps to start walking. You've been listening to Walking Free, a production of Grace Ministries International in Marietta, Georgia. For more information, go to our website at gmint.org. That's G-M-I-N-T dot O-R-G.